So most of us can probably agree. It's just straight up more fun to be there for live Ravens football. And when you need tickets, Ticketmaster's got you covered. As the official resale ticket marketplace of the Ravens, Ticketmaster has a wide selection of fully verified resale tickets. Their interactive seat map gives you 360-degree previews of your section to make sure you have the best view of those pivotal plays. And mobile tickets make getting in on game day a breeze. You can even customize your Ticketmaster app to rep your team's colors. Plus, if your plans change, Ticketmaster gives you more flexibility to sell or transfer your tickets. So do yourself a favor and find verified resale tickets today by visiting Ticketmaster.com forward slash Ravens. So, Sarah, as the Ravens get settled into London life ahead of their Week 6 matchup against the Titans, head coach John Harbaugh held a 45-minute team meeting after his team's collapse last Sunday in Pittsburgh. And Bobby, as Lamar Jackson put it, he took us inside of it, so did John Harbaugh. He said that the team believes that they should be 5-0 through five weeks, and that's not crazy. So we're going to share both what Harbs and Lamar's, what their takeaways were from what hopefully proves to be a turning point meeting. Yeah, I sure hope so. I'm Bobby Trossett alongside my co-host and partner, Sarah Ellison. It is Thursday, October 12th, and this is your Morning Ravens update from Inside the Vault. Okay, so Lamar Jackson, he addressed the turnovers and also the seven, some people say eight, some people say nine, (laughs) drops from his Pat's pass catchers that led to Sunday's loss in Pittsburgh and we'd expect nothing less Lamar Jackson his answer was perfect plus we'll catch you up to speed on Baltimore's injury picture and speak to the significance and I mean significance of both Morgan Moses and Patrick McCary returning to Wednesday's practice yeah I promise we have all of that and much more it was a busy busy day at the pressers so Thank you for waking up with the Morning Vault, where you get the most important Ravens news and our opinions in about 30 minutes. Okay, Bobby, well, let's just jump right in. Um, You know, from London, the Ravens practiced early in the morning, stateside anyway. Uh, I think it was around like 8.45 or whatnot, uh, a little bit later there with the five-hour difference. And one of the first questions to John Harbaugh was, you know, what's your message to your players after a collapse like you all experienced? You know, the reporter brought up, I'm sure, sure so nicely glad. I'm sure Harbaugh was happy to hear that they failed to go 3-0 and on the road. Uh, but whatever, he knows that it needs to be said. And so he reveals this. Yeah, there was a message and we talked, and we talked for a long time. Yeah, well, we had a 45-minute team meeting today, so uh, that was the message, you know. So probably you guys don't have that much time, do you? But uh, the message was that, essentially, you know, and what we're capable of doing and becoming and what we need to do to, to get there. You know, it's, it's, it's a fine line, you know, between good and great and, and breaking bad. And that's the difference in terms of uh, any kind of competition. So, you know, the idea is we're, we're a good football team. You know, we're capable and great. And, you know, let's go to work and do the things we need to do, every little detail to take that next step and become a great football team. And you do that week by week. It's a week-to-week league. You know, you don't all of a sudden you're there and all of a sudden you stay there. you got to do it time and time again, and that's what we're trying to do. All right, so glad that they're meeting about it. I think that 
we can all agree that the Ravens didn't play up to their potential against the Steelers with those turnovers and drops and whatnot. Um, good to know that they're talking about it. Um, good to know, you know, I believe they're much more capable than what they're showing. Um, but then, so fine, okay, you're capable of it. That's the message. You're playing below your potential. But what are some more details of that? What's getting in the way of that? And that's what Lamar talked about. Uh, coach is feeling how we're feeling. You know, um, we should be 5-0, and I believe. You know, um, we just got to put the points on the board, protect the ball. That was one of the main things he was saying to us. Um, every week we don't have a turnover, um, whether, whether it's me or someone else. And the ball is our prized possession. And with us having possession of the ball, we need to put points on the board, protect as much as we could. And our defense, they're doing a great job. So we need to help them out, if anything. All right, so prized possession. He must have said that three or four times on Wednesday. It's clear he knows, especially himself, Lamar leads the league in fumbles. He hasn't lost all of them, but I believe it's around seven. Uh, he's definitely been called out on that um, uh, by local and national media alike. So, I mean, again, he just said it over and over. It's my prize possession, prize possession, prize possession. So, Bobby, what do you, what do you make of this team meeting and what was said? Well, I think as much as there's a lot to dislike coming off Sunday's performance – I think there's a lot to like based on what we're watching right now through the first couple days of them being in London. It's well documented that they decided to shift the itinerary compared to 2017, right? And go out a little bit earlier, go across the pond a couple days earlier to get acclimated to kind of get yourself ready for this international game against Tennessee. And, you know, when you do the same thing, over and over again, whether it's a nine to five job or a routine at the gym or, you know, the same dog walking location, like it, it can become monotonous. I love the fact that these guys got the chance to, whether it was shopping at Balenciaga or just walking through the streets of London, get a chance to kind of unwind, do something different, have a change of scenery after something that they want to flush, which was their performance against the Steelers. I think it bodes well for them being able to turn a page. I think it's a fresh, clean slate, and hopefully these meetings, you know, this 45-minute meeting ends up being a turning point. It seemed like a lot of things were addressed, including the drops, which Lamar Jackson was asked about during his press conference. Uh, it's self-explanatory. I don't need to say anything. And those guys, you know, they feel how I feel. You know, they want to make a play. Um, we haven't had that before. You know, it was the first time it happened. It happened in a rival game, you know, where we didn't want it to happen. Um, but I, I, I believe our guys locked in right now, and they're they going to they gonna be better. So will I. Doesn't point any fingers. I thought that was the perfect answer. Calls it self-explanatory. Let everybody else talk about it. You as QB1, you as the leader, yes, you have to acknowledge it. He also acknowledged his own shortcomings during the press conference. But John Harbaugh also talked about the drops as well. Yeah. One second. How much of a concern are the, are the, the drop guys? Well, they were concerned on Sunday. I mean, that was, you know, a big part of the game. They, they don't need to be a concern going forward because we need to take care of business in that area. That's not, that's below the line, you know, and that's what receivers do. They catch the ball. So our guys are going to catch those balls, you know, 99 out of 100 times. So I think we got a lot of catches in front of us, then, if that's the case. You like what you're hearing? Yeah, I mean, definitely saying the right things. I, I know people, it's kind of funny because essentially Lamar and Harbaugh gave the same message, which is basically they're not throwing the receivers under the bus and they're both expressing confidence that going forward, it's like, hey, these guys are professionals. They've been catching footballs for years upon years upon years. 
And so, as Lamar said, like, it hasn't happened this season. Um, we know that the wide receivers had zero drops heading into the game. Not the same case for tight ends and, and running backs, but it is for wide receivers. So, uh, But what's funny is people reacted differently. They, they liked that Lamar, because the question was, hey, have you talked to receivers? He said, no, it's self-explanatory. They liked that Lamar didn't throw them under the bus, but they're annoyed by John Harbaugh. So, I mean, it just goes to tell you, though, the temperature of people's attitudes towards Harbaugh versus Lamar. Uh, among Baltimore fans. And again, that, those are just some, it's not everybody. Um, so yeah, it's, it's the right message. You've got to go back to work. Like I don't, I, I just don't know, you know, other than going up to him during the game or Lamar say, Hey, don't worry about it. I know you got me. I know you got me. It's coming for you again. Get your head right. That type of stuff. You want to hear Lamar say it, but after the game, you don't, you don't think that Rashad Bateman was already down. You know what I mean? He turned off his Twitter account and like wouldn't talk to the media. He clearly, he oh, yeah. knows, you know what I mean? He definitely knows. So I do like what they're hearing. Now, what I also like, because that wasn't the last question, they followed up again, you know, like wanting to get Lamar to talk about his wide receivers and their catch and their drops and really the turnovers and mistakes overall. And he said, and I quote, I believe it's fundamentals, meaning how you fix it. Guys want to make something happen. Guys try to catch the ball and strike. The first thing is to catch the ball. That's just what we need to do. So he's honest about that, but then he's quick because he's like, but I'm not blameless here either. So then he quickly says, okay, yeah, first catch the ball. Then he quickly says, but it's my job to protect the ball. So when I'm in the pocket, I've got to have better pocket presence. I've heard that said a lot lately, have like a better pocket presence and feel. He says it's all of us. Like I said, the football is a prized possession, and protecting that and keeping it safe, then the sky's the limit for offense. That's that's just facts. I mean, this they keep moving the ball. They were number one heading into that game in red zone offense, and it is. It's like fumbles. It's interceptions. It's all of it, it dropped passes that shooting themselves in the foot. The offense is capable of quite a bit more, certainly more than 10 points, that's for sure. Injury updates coming up in just a second, but being that these guys did get some time to enjoy themselves, right, on what was it, Tuesday, Monday was their travel day, right? Tuesday, they ended up kind of being able to do their own thing throughout London. Lamar, I swear, Sarah, sometimes this guy forgets that he is a former unanimous MVP. He forgets that he is a global superstar, a former Heisman Trophy Award winner. He's the most humble dude in pro sports. Maybe we're biased when we say that, but maybe nobody else is more humble than number eight. And I think this answer is exhibit A in terms of why that statement is so, so true. I didn't know until people recognized me. I was like, that's crazy. I'm known in London. <laughs> yeah, uh, absolutely. Shout out to the fans. Um, I'm glad you guys are, you know, watching us. I'm glad you guys are supporting us. We love it. Um, hopefully we'll be out here more. You know, we show a lot of love to you guys. Yeah, like uh, a few guys walked up to me. They were like, are you Lamar? You know, in the, in the, in the, uh, in the London accent. I'm like, yeah, it's me. And like, I took a picture with those guys. It was, it was, it was fun. It was fun, funny spirit for me. So remember during what Wednesday's morning vault, I was like, oh man, it must have been awesome for Lamar to be able to walk through the streets of London and just chill. Uh, I guess that wasn't the case. <laughs> Clearly not. I do. In fact, when he said that, I literally thought of your comment there, and I was like, oh, there went that theory. 
this is what makes Lamar Jackson so endearing. I mean, it just is like he doesn't take himself too seriously. You know what I mean? It's just like me, me, you know who I am. Like, I didn't know that I had fans in London. And like, to your point, bro, you were 2019 MVP. You're like the face of the franchise, one of the most popular quarterbacks in the NFL. But it's just so that like that type of stuff coupled with like, I'm not going to kill my wide receivers. I'm going to still have faith in them. I'm not going to throw them under the bus. Instead, I'm going to hold myself accountable for my own turnovers. All of that just makes him endearing. So, Bobby, they also talked about, in addition to, like, you know, enjoying their time out there, they talked about the strategy of coming out there early because uh, I think the report I read, it was like Michael Pierce and a couple guys were, like, literally, like, dozing off in the bus ride to the stadium. And um, that's no good. So, you know, reporters were asking Harbaugh, hey, is it is it making a difference? And he said, do I have that here? I don't think it's in here. Put it in here. Oh, I don't even put it in here. Let me take this out of here. My bad. So basically he said, well, we're just getting settled in. Uh, but he says that they're already sleeping better than they were, you know, a couple of nights ago. So that I, I've always been told it's like one day for each hour you're apart, right? So uh, if you're five hours apart, you need about five days to like get fully adjusted. You can adjust, but like to feel fully comfortable with that it's like one hour difference one day. So they'll have all those days. And, um, Lamar, no, I put it in there somewhere. I don't know where I put it. Anyway, Lamar was cracking me up. They're like, Lamar, are you starting to feel, uh, more comfortable? I, I guess I didn't put that in there either. I wrote it down, but I didn't put it in. But basically he said, not quite yet, not quite yet. Like kind of smiling, like feeling like he's still a little bit like, I don't know, maybe they're maybe groggy. He didn't use those words. That's yeah, how right I here. feel when I'm adjusting. It's right here. Oh, we did have playing out, you know, across you know, in London is the time change. Yeah, uh, I know the players the last time the Ravens played here, they talked about not, you know, their sleep schedule, things like that. How do you feel right now? Do you feel like everything's adjusted now? Uh, probably in another day or so. I believe it'd be. I, I believe we, uh, us being out here early, it helped us out a lot. You know, um, instead of a quick turnaround. So probably in a day or so, I'll be perfect. So not quite there yet. Again, works on the five-day, five-hour rule to me. Uh, so, I, yeah, I, I, if Lamar Jackson likes this sleep schedule better, I'm happy that the Ravens went out earlier. Why not? Although they're going to have to adjust back come Sunday. But, again, they'll have, they'll have time to do that. He also said he bought his mother, Felicia Jones, a purse. I think it was a Chanel purse. Chanel. A Chanel Indeed. purse, yeah, you know? and so he got some time to, to spend out there in London. And you know, if you haven't checked out our official game preview episode yet either with Paul Kaharski, Paul had me a little bit worried. By the time you guys are watching this, I'll probably already be in London. But uh, he's like, "Oh yeah, the last couple of days I've gotten up at four and then five a.m. I'm like, oh, okay, I haven't done any such yeah. thing." <laughs> so anyway, I'm looking forward to getting out there. You know, the adrenaline's going to carry me through, but. But yeah, so just in terms of the the acclimation part, they got it down, hopefully, and by Sunday, they'll be ready to go. Injury updates, and there are quite a few. And in full transparency, we are taping this on a Wednesday afternoon. We're doing, we obviously typically tape the night before. I'm in the air in a few hours, so we're just trying to make sure that you guys have your content available for you on Thursday morning, because this is a Thursday morning vault. But in full transparency, as of right now, the full injury report for Wednesday's practice has not yet been released. But here's what we do know. Tyus Bowser, who remains on the NFI list, as you see there from Jeff's tweet on the screen, 
He was again working out, but still hasn't been activated. Tylen Wallace and Pepe Williams both remain on injured reserve. They were running on an adjacent field during Wednesday's practice. And then David Ajabo, who, of course, this this is probably a bummer for him since he spent many years in Scotland. Not that that's England, but it's in that general vicinity. Uh, he is on IR. He watched practice from the sideline. The big deal here is, Sarah, and we mentioned this during the preview episode, is that both Morgan Moses and Patrick McCary returned to practice. Remember, Morgan missed that, that Sunday game in Pittsburgh, and it was the first game he missed since his rookie year. You got to go all the way back to 2014, and that was 134 starts. So welcome sight there. And then you see Jameson's tweet as well. Three players not practicing during their first workout in London. Jadavian Clowney, who John Harbaugh later would say, as you tweeted out, is dealing with an illness. He's not the only one, according to Harbs. Adafe Owe was down with the ankle, and then Geno Stone was working off on a side field. The crazy part is that there's no, there's nothing really to speak of in terms of Marcus Williams other than what Jeff tweeted, and that's this. John Harbaugh spoke to a few of the Baltimore area reporters after the Play 60 clinic. That's a, a London-based clinic that, that some of the guys were a part of. He said Marcus got out of the Steelers game okay with the pectoral injury. He said he expects Williams to get more comfortable each week, but called it a pain tolerance issue. So we mentioned this during the preview. We'll mention it again. It looked like he was playing with one arm at times out there in Pittsburgh, but so far so good in terms of his status moving forward. So most of us can probably agree. It's just straight up more fun to be there for live Ravens football. And when you need tickets, Ticketmaster's got you covered. As the official resale ticket marketplace of the Ravens, Ticketmaster has a wide selection of fully verified resale tickets. Their interactive seat map gives you 360-degree previews of your section to make sure you have the best view of those pivotal plays, and mobile tickets make getting in on game day a breeze. You can even customize your Ticketmaster app to rep your team's colors. Plus, if your plans change, Ticketmaster gives you more flexibility to sell or transfer your tickets. So do yourself a favor and find verified resale tickets today by visiting Ticketmaster.com forward slash Ravens. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Yeah, he definitely seemed like he was hampered with that... uh brace that was like on his arm connected I'm sure to his chest and I'm guessing that the brace itself is making him is limiting his movement so he doesn't like overextend whatever the muscle is in the chest that is strained or or whatever the problem is there 
Um, so yeah, he's still going. Just to, to back up now on the Jadavian uh, clowny question, uh, um, they said, "Is is are you concerned that Jadavian's out?" And then he said, "A few guys are out due to illness." So there's a chance, and again, will for for the YouTube uh, audience. Maybe we can do this for for the audio only. Once the injury report does come out, we'll update it in the comment section because you kind of wonder: is you know Geno Stone like is anybody else in that category? Because he said a few guys were were ill. So who knows if that applies to more than just Jadavian Clowney? One other injury update is they asked him about OBJ. And uh, how he's feeling, because we know he just returned off of that ankle. And Harbaugh indicated that, you know, he's still not 100% yet. Um, he said it's a tough, soft tissue injury. And Harbaugh believes that he's feeling a little bit. And then Jeff reported, this is off of podium. Jeff reported that um, he, he has spoken to Odell about his slow start. And like I said, he believes he's still being impacted by the ankle. And he said that he urged OBJ to be patient and knows that the vet wide receiver will make plays. Um, man, it is it is very trying to be patient. You just got to hope over time, you know, I've said this from the beginning, you want them in December and January, and if, and if, you're, if you're doing great, then February. Um, so I can easily be patient, but at some point, you know, it does have to, you have to have a turning point. Jadavian Clowney to me is going to be an important piece of the puzzle here, assuming that uh, you know he'll be able to get over that illness by the time we, the weekend rolls around, right? Because Derrick Henry, we know we talked about it with Paul Kaharski, this week's Titans guest. Derrick's not getting any younger, but still, we know that at any point he's capable of torching you. That's just the the type of firepower he has as as a running back, and. Yes, he's 29 now. Yes, the usage is down, whether that might be where he's at right now in his career or a variety of that and play calling like Paul kind of suggested, Sarah. But you know, edge setting is going to be important here. They're going to have to be really sound at the line of scrimmage because you know what Derek can do. Boy, he can cut right through you, through you, over you, around you. It doesn't matter. He is one of the most destructive running backs, if not the most powerful running back in the entire league. So That'll be important yeah, actually, to watch here. I feel good about up the middle, but yeah, bouncing outside, which I don't know that Derek has that speed on the outside as, as he once did, but uh, they do have other guys. Real quick, I wanted to show some of the, the video, some of the sights from around um, practice. This is uh, from Jamison Hensley. That's just a quick five-second video showing Morgan Moses out there, you know, hitting the pads. B Bobby, if Morgan Moses does return and nothing else happens... Knock on wood, this will be the first time since week one that the entire starting offensive line will be together again. Now, oof, that is very much needed. Continuity is a big deal on the offensive line. Chemistry is a big deal on the offensive line. So this needs to be the beginning of where these guys stack games together. They've got to stack games. they got to get better at conditioning, all of that. So, but... As we mentioned, great news for him to be back. Then also, uh, we got this video from Jonas Schaefer. Uh, this is Rashad Bateman just catching some casual uh, passes. Those are some fades, kind of like conversation happening behind behind that. Play that again. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> Look at you trying to. I have no idea. It's just reporters in the background. Here we go. He is. He is. He's with the team. I don't know if he's traveling. I don't know what his status will be. 
<laughs> I don't know what's team. going on there. That was interesting. <laughs> if he's out here practicing, he's with the team. Uh, I don't know. Um, now it's just speculating on the. Is, are we talking about Keaton Mitchell here? I mean, what's going on here? I don't know. <laughs> that was funny. It just. I was like, wait, what? What is going on there? But yeah, yeah, it, yeah. yeah. There from Jones. No, but obviously we saw with that for audio only that he was not catching rugby balls. Okay, he was catching an NFL sized. <laughs> football and he was actually catching him so if we could just translate that to the game that would be great uh but yeah no i i do think i think that the ravens are going to try to get him back on track for sure and then this last video from <laughs> jonah schaefer okay you tell me here's here's what's all right i'm not going to compare him because i'm not going to keep bashing on rashad bateman but zay flowers is unflappable he's not he is like just still happy like can't bring him down he is just like whatever so here's more wide receiver drills they're practicing a quick little stutter step but to start practice of course fitting in england they're playing the beatles okay a little twist and shout and uh zay flowers he's feeling good he's doing a little twist with the twist and shout <laughs> He was actually kind of doing it, twisting right in the face of Rashad, and it looked like Rashad was just like staring at him from the side, like, get, get out of my face, bro. And then he goes and goes and does his drill. So, uh, yeah, just some sights and sounds there from practice. Love the vibes. Love the London vibes that are going on. You know, why not? Turn a page, flush it, and get back in the winning column come Sunday at 930 Eastern Standard Time. Quick hits. And as you tweeted out, Zay Flowers. Right on cue, he's got the second most receptions with 29 among all NFL rookies and the third most receiving yards with 317. His 29 catches are the most by a Ravens rookie through their first five career games. So while you may have a sour taste in your mouth coming off that drop Sunday in Pittsburgh, Sarah, he has proven to be that guy so far. You're right. He is unflappable, and these numbers back it up. He is truly capable of of not only being a complimentary wide receiver in this system, but who knows, perhaps it's something. Maybe you already look at him as the number one option in Baltimore, but he's capable of being that guy. I mean, he's the number one right now. Uh, nobody, no other receiver is, is, is close to him. I don't think I need to look that up. I mean, Mark Andrews obviously has production and that's with Mark Andrews, even uh, missing how many games did he miss? Um, I think Mark just missed one. Is it just the one? Yeah. But really, uh, didn't come alive until uh, up. really week four, probably. Um, my computer's taking forever to bring up all the leaders. But uh, I, yeah, I'll bring it up in just a second. But Zay Flowers, here we go. Zay Flowers leads the way. Second place is Mark Andrews. But he's, he's actually, I mean, Mark Andrews is 20 for 225. However, Mark Andrews has three touchdowns. Zay doesn't have any. Um, so we want to get Zay in the end zone. And then after that, it's Nelson Aguilar, 14 catches for 170. Then Odell seven for 79. Then Rashad is eight for 67. Oof. So got to get those guys going on the other side of the ball. We've got some defensive statistics that certainly make a case for just how solid Mike McDonald's group has been so far through five weeks yards. Number two. 
Points, number two. Sacks, number two. Passing, number three overall. Rushing, number seven. Those are all league-wide totals. And then you went ahead and just did the top sack leaders, which I think is cool, too, because there's a lot of talk and buzz and noise about how they don't have one guy who's getting it done. But when you have sort of a committee approach, which is, I think, what we kind of both predicted in one of our earliest prediction episodes when it comes to sacks, it still can be effective. So the Ravens defense has amassed, as you tweeted, 18 sacks through five games this season, which ranks second in the NFL, crazy enough. Kyle Hamilton leads the way with that Indianapolis just surge, three total. Justin Matabike, two and a half, same as PQ. Roquan's got a sack and a half, as does Jadavian Clowney. So, yeah, this is a group that not only is keep, literally keeping its team in games week in and week out, but playing amongst the best in the league. It When I saw, like, I wasn't surprised by, you know, the Ravens defense being number two in yards or number um, two in points. Like, they really just haven't given up much until the Pickens touchdown. But they really haven't given up much. But I was mildly surprised about all the sacks. And so that's why I had to go look it up. I'm like, really? Number two? And it, I mean, yeah. And they're not that far off from number one. I think it's the Bills that has 21. And I think it's surprising because it's not coming. The majority of them are not coming from our, you know, pass rushers, like outside linebackers. There's been so many injuries there. Um, But boy, has Mike McDonald figured out a way to get pressure, to get sacks in with a hampered uh, outside linebacker crew where it's so banged up. Tyus Bowser, who even knows what's going on with that dude. And, you know, um, then you had to go sign Kyle Vinoy, David Ajabo's out, Rafael always out. And yet you're number two, like that is massive kudos to Mike McDonald. And also massive kudos to this guy that you now have up on the screen, Kyle Hamilton, because this dude is a freak of nature, and I say that is the biggest compliment ever. Just his second year, and he is all over the field, leads the team with sacks, but not only does he lead the lead with sacks, not only does he uh, play physical, but according to PFF, he has had the most coverage snaps without allowing a touchdown among all safeties. Okay, so how many coverage snaps has he been in? 207, 207. So it's the most coverage sacks the safety has been in without allowing a touchdown. Woo, he's off to a start. He really is backing up what, what, what's been a really, really strong year two. And by the way, just to be clear, he, he leads the team in sacks. I think you may have said league. Maybe at one point uh, he did during that Indianapolis. Did, did I say league? Say I meant team. My bad, my bad. Thank you. Uh, you're good. I'm just making sure we're, we're all clear over here. But yeah, number 14, that 14th overall pick a couple of years ago continues to develop within Mike McDonald's system. We'll finish here, and then I think we're going to get to predictions, right? Are we holding till Friday's morning vault for predictions? Or Let's are we doing hold that till here? Friday. I like okay. the Friday one. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. So we'll finish here then with Marlon Humphrey <laughs> stirring up. What he does, you know how it goes, stirring up conversation. I'll say this. There's guys that hit me up like, yo, Trey for What do you mean? Right now. What do you mean? You got a text after the game like, yo, and it's week five. They want to be on the Ravens. Four. Yeah, they're like, yo. So some guys be ready to bounce quick. Wow. Like, Have you gotten a text this season? I have literally, my phone was broken, and then the next day I go into work and someone's like, yo, what's the name called you? <laughs> and then I look at text like, yo, what's up? 
<laughs> like, like what, what's that? I'm just like, I, shoot, I, bro, pregame, yo, pregame. You'll be talking to someone pregame. Like, One time pregame, somebody literally this year was literally like, I got to end my career in Baltimore. That is uh, courtesy of the Punchline podcast there with his co-host, Jack Settleman. But, but yeah, I mean, I'm sure you could say that about a lot of people that a lot of guys around the league that, that aren't exactly enjoying their experiences. I think a lot of people in Chicago and Denver, most notably, could, could fall in that category but wait, this year. So he said, though, let's think about this, though, okay? He said this year somebody came up to him in pregame and said, I got to finish my career with the Ravens. Who was that? So, <laughs> <laughs> Which I mean, team was it at least? You know what I mean? It's, it can't be the, I don't know, the Colts, Browns, Bengals, Steelers. Who am I forgetting? We'll be here all night. Houston. Houston. Cincy. I don't know. It sure would be nice. It's not, it's not, it's not going to happen, but boy, do I wish that was TJ Watt. Sure. Yeah, sure. No Come on over. We have a big need, uh, but no, that's problem. But again. That more speaks to once again, uh, the culture of Baltimore, what people hear about around the league and the fact that players want to play here. Whoever's asking for a trade, obviously Marlon has no uh, power over that. And, Neither does that player probably unless they want to force away, but then to get to Baltimore. So all that's kind of irrelevant because it probably won't happen. Uh, But I do think it speaks to this idea that Baltimore is a coveted place to play. Big shouts to two of our returning patrons, James Wiley and D black. They're supporting everything we're doing this month inside the vault through Patreon. So we appreciate both of you guys for believing in what we're building here in Baltimore and beyond. And if you're interested in doing the same, Visit patreon.com forward slash Ravens Vault Podcast to learn more about what we're offering this month, especially if you are a small business owner either in Baltimore or outside of Baltimore as well. Could be some good opportunities to get involved with the show from a promotional standpoint. So this is our last show where we are both on U.S. soil for a week. I'm in London from October 11th through the 18th, so bear with us as we work through the time change as we work through the Ravens schedule. What's crazy is that we talked about this last week. I'm actually going to be more on their schedule than you are because yeah. I'm five hours ahead with, with them. So uh, looking forward to getting out there. I'm going to be meet, meeting my little, my youngest brother who's studying abroad in Rome. He's flying in for the game. I'm going to actually attend the game. I've never attended the Ra- uh, a Ravens game as a fan. I, I've, of course, I was in the press box all those years like you were with the Ravens radio team. But this will definitely be a, a new experience. We still have to kind of flush out how we're going to handle Sunday postgame procedures and just timing-wise because, again, it's a 9.30 Eastern Standard Time morning kickoff. So we just got to figure out what works best. Be on the lookout for an announcement there. Why don't we have that figured out by Friday's morning vault so we can let everybody know and move forward from there. We'll also have our predictions Friday morning. But if there's anything else that I'm forgetting, uh, chime in before we jump. Have a safe flight. Have a blast. I know you're going to dip into Paris, like all of that. So have a blast. Be safe. We'll see you when we see you probably about this time tomorrow to, yeah. to record the next one. So Yeah, probably probably from my London hotel room. Hopefully it's a nice place like the Vegas one was. <laughs> if not. I just hope the Wi-Fi yeah. works, bro. Let's just pray for Wi-Fi. 
pray for Wi-Fi. I got my hotspot. You know, everybody, after all those months and months of, of people making fun of my shore mic, I went and got this sucker exactly designed for for road on the you know road trips and whatnot. So life on the road should be fun. So with that, thank you guys so much for all the support. Looking forward to week six. The international series continues. Ravens and Titans on Sunday morning here, at least in the States, in the afternoon across the pond. So for my co-host and partner, Sarah Ellison, I'm Bobby Trossett signing off from this Thursday morning vault. Go check out our recent conversation with Paul Kaharski for the official game preview ahead of this one. And we will talk to you on Friday morning.